Hello, Erica. Hello, Stephen. It's daytime. I don't know what to do. I don't feel sleepy because we slept in today uh, when we usually do this podcast at night and I didn't actually fall asleep during this episode. So it feels weird. You've never fallen asleep during one of these, have you? No, I haven't fallen asleep, but I was getting sleepy just because of the time of day during episode one. So I felt I enjoyed episode two of the Highlanders about which we're talking today. (laughs) Um, a little more because I didn't have to fight off uh, fatigue while watching it. I, you might have also enjoyed it a little more because it um, was even more... Because remember last time we talked about how the first episode, everything that's happening in it is really dark, but it's not framed darkly. And, and I said it wasn't like, you know, outright funny, but you pointed out a couple of moments that the doctor had. Whereas this one, I would say that this was framed more lightly and was outright funny in a lot of places. Especially with the doctor, but not just the doctor. Not just the doctor, but yeah, Troughton, this is a full-on Troughton comedy episode. Mm -hmm. This whole thing. Mm -hmm. Yeah, uh, from his accent, which, you know, we got the comedy German accent last time. But the the whole thing of him pretending to be a doctor and using the silk standard to fool... What's his name? Gray? Yes. Yeah, to fool him... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> My favorite part was, oh, your throat. Oh, that looks swollen. Does that hurt? Say ah. And the guy's like, what? Just say ah. And he goes, ah. And then shoves a rag in his mouth to shut him up. Oh, that just tickled me pink. That was great. And then the, it was uh, the bit with the, the Clark was a little bit sillier. Um, but it was still it was still pretty. Like I would, I would love to have this story back to be able to see Troughton pulling all those shenanigans with those guys. That was that was pretty great. Yeah, Troughton left alone. I feel is very dangerous <laughs> uh, in story terms because you know he's usually have to sort of explain to his companions or his companions are sort of talking about him when he's doing stuff in a group as is, as they're doing in in the early part. Whereas he does, you know, I, I like how um, deceptive he is in that he. He says, "Oh, is that the uh, is that the um, the 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 standard, mm-hmm. the flag?" Mm-hmm. And so he takes the flag. It's also it's very warm. He doesn't let on at all what he's going to be doing with it. Mm-hmm. And then he joins. He starts a little song, and they all sing. Mm-hmm. And then he says, "Ah, get me out of here!" And so like no one knows what he's up to, and everyone sort of suspects him. And even the viewer isn't really cotton wise to to what's going on here either. Mm-hmm. He's a very devious doctor. Yeah, he is. He is clever. <clears throat> he's like, maybe the cleverest of of all of the doctors because he's he's really like the the wheels are turning, mm-hmm. and you as as you said, you as the viewer find out what's happening as it happens, which is fun. I do like the fact that Ben has been with him long enough that he's just he's totally rolling with the punches. Mm-hmm. Uh, once the doctor gets out, he's not worried. He's just you know trying to assure Jamie, and of course Jamie doesn't ca- doesn't believe it, mm-hmm. but. I, th- I think that was that was pretty nice. I mean, Ben's still a little dumb in this episode. Let's let's jump out of the boat and swim for it. They're manacled with chains, even if they could swim. Also, I believe it was kind of rare for sailors to be able to swim. Um, so the fact that that he knows how to swim is kind of like, oh, good for you, Ben. But uh, but yeah, like in chains with a guy who can barely walk. Yeah. Yeah. Let's just swim for it, Ben. 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 I think Ben um, is there to remind the dumb casual viewer <laughs> what the situation is and to ask all the dumb questions mm-hmm. so that anyone just sort of strolling past the TV at that point going, well, why don't they just jump out and swim in case they were sitting down, they couldn't ah. see if they were manacled. And maybe that's their way of saying, or perhaps, here's my thing, perhaps he knew 
that the Highlanders would be missing. Uh, and so he, it was up to him to narrate everything <laughs> during this episode so that we, 50 years later, could could enjoy this episode without having to see it. Well, thanks, Ben. That's that's yeah. mighty, uh, mighty considerate <clears throat> mm-hmm. of you. Yeah. Well, speaking of people who are clever and, uh, and planning things, let's talk about Polly. Polly, go for it. Uh, I just, I love that, I mean, in, in the whole last episode, she was also, as soon as something went wrong, she's like, how can we fix it? How can we get around it? What can we do? She's constantly got plans. And this time, I feel like it's one of her more good, <laughs> like solid, actual, believable plans. Because, yeah, blackmailing a pretentious officer that's totally gonna mm-hmm. gonna work. And now that we see nice close-ups of him <clears throat> yep. when he's down in the pit, um, like he looks so young. It just seems like he's just you know he's he probably got his commission because his dad knew somebody mm-hmm. and and yeah. So stealing his little standard or whatever it was that had his name on it and a little bit of his hair and taking all of his money and just the fact that she they managed to coax him over and get him into the pit in the first place. Mm -hmm. And yeah, that was, that was some solid, solid shenaniganing there, uh, Polly. Yeah. And she does it so, um, seductively in a way you know oh algae that sort of mm-hmm. thing and i like how she t- tells kirsty don't do, do you women in, the, in your ear do anything but cry uh yeah i i feel like that's um i feel like that's just a kirsty thing i, I feel like yeah. the the hardy scottish women of old probably didn't fall apart uh quite as often as she did mm-hmm. especially like considering the amount of hardship she had probably seen right but but yeah but still it's a strong poly moment yeah. When, you know, we really haven't seen her in a situation where she's been able to be that strong. And mm-hmm. I thought Annika Wills does a really super great job on it. Oh, yeah. She is. She's pretty wonderful. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I like her very much. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, two two things uh, behind the scenes, of course. This mm-hmm. is what I like to know. Well, I, I'm always curious about how, because this is so early on in Patrick Troughton's run. Um and I haven't read up on on the the behind the scenes stuff that much, so don't at me. I'll read it later because I'm always fascinated by this stuff. But about how it's it's Elwin James and Jerry Davis who write this. Jerry Davis is a script editor. And I'm wondering if Jerry Davis tuned a lot of this episode to sort of Patrick Troughton's new Doctor because mm-hmm. there, we see so much of Troughton's characterizations here already early on, and I'm wondering if if that's what mostly was put in, like like the comedies. Like I can't imagine what a William Hartnell. Um, doctor would have done in the scene where he pretends to be the German doctor, mm-hmm. for instance, you know, when these scripts are sort of probably being written around the time when they, everyone just assumed William Martin was still going to be the doctor. So they might've just been tailored. Um, two things. One, uh, when uh, Polly goes and says, oh, who is this? Algernon Charles Finch. Two Fs. This is, to my knowledge, the only time in Doctor Who history Oftentimes you, you hear a title, uh, the title of the story uh, spoken in the episode. This might be the only time where the production code is actually <laughs> uttered during the ep- during the dialogue because the production code is FF, you see. <laughs> Two Fs. Second, <clears throat> trivia for you. This aired, I think, uh, December into early January of 67, December 66, uh, 67. Um, this the original master tapes, videotapes of this were wiped three months after this aired. 
the very first story to be wiped from the archives uh, a few months after they made um, high-quality film copies for overseas sales. Gone. Wow, three months. That's That really was a different time. They, they just looked at television completely differently mm-hmm. than we do now. I know. I, I, I suspect it was probably an oversight because there's a whole chunk of them that were wiped in August. And so this is the only Doctor Who story in it that was done before that, that was white. That, I don't know why. Perhaps just, oh, we just need this. Mm-hmm. Who knows? But yeah, it's such a, uh, it's tragic to think about because now we're getting into the time where they're starting to wipe episodes now, you know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh boy. Mm. It's, uh, it's sad, but also, I don't know. There's a little part of me that kind of appreciates the, the mystery and the romance of all of the missing episodes. It it gives the history of Doctor Who sort of a, a flavor that you don't get with a lot of other shows. Mm-hmm. You know, there's the, the hunt and the all of the different ones that had been missing and that have come back. And I mean, it's... It's like it's an adventure series <laughs> that has its own adventure in the real world. It's yeah. like meta adventure. I know that there's people like sort of like zapruitering like telesnaps, <laughs> see what actually happened, or looking like camera rehearsal scripts. I was just seeing uh, earlier today, I think, Johnny Morris, who's written a, a few big finished plays and writes a lot for Doctor Who magazine, was sort of like reasoning that some of the model footage in the Space Pirates episode five was probably just reused from episode two or something like that so by rights we there are actually parts of episode five of the space pirates that still exist because they're using but and so on and so forth and there's there is a great mystery to these 97 missing episodes isn't there yeah and there's like you said people have been sort of forced to dig into the behind the scenes stuff of the show and to to search for and find and catalog a lot of the the documents and and the information that Mm. that came behind the scenes Probably not much of that would have happened, certainly not as widely and by as many people, um, if all of these had existed. People would have just watched them and, yeah. you know, still enjoyed them. But I don't think the wealth of of knowledge of, of the things surrounding the show, the production stuff, would be as as deeply delved into as it is mm-hmm. if everything had existed to start with. I mean, don't get me wrong. I would much rather... <laughs> be able to watch them if given the choice but this is sort of our, our silver lining I suppose so mm-hmm. and it's fun to listen to Charlton you can sort of guess what he's doing you can hear what he's doing and so it makes for a an enjoyable listen slash watch if you're watching the recon um, mm-hmm. anything else about episode two well speaking of the recon one of the telesnaps I just I happened to note that I really loved is when Patrick Troughton is walking into the room to talk to Gray, mm-hmm. so just as he's been let out of prison. And the, the telesnap happened to catch him just as he's just coming inside the door. And he just looks delightfully disheveled. His collar, like it's a kind of a big, mm-hmm. wide collar, and like half of it is tucked under the coat where it's supposed to be, and the other half is sort of sticking out at a wild angle. It just, it's it's the perfect, it's a perfect shot of Troughton. So hooray for the telesnap just happening to get that one moment <laughs> like it just it, that's that's fitting and i like it yeah he sort of dressed like like a cosmic hobo mm-hmm. in those days which they kind of toned down by the time that the episodes start moving again for us but uh it's mm-hmm. fascinating to see images of Troughton in these early days in doctor who yep yeah. I, I look forward to more 
telesnaps i guess <laughs> yep we will we'll be watching some more telesnaps next time as we watch episode three of the highlanders okay until then goodbye goodbye